you see a, a musician coming and you are chasing the car. Amen. You are esteeming him. And when we are esteeming men of God, you see some people sitting down and saying that they gods that we shall they are they God to, to be honored. Amen. Is that not strange? So it's very important we understand some of these things for them to work for us. Amen. Say hallelujah. I say this because you know yesterday I was meditating on one or two things with the Holy Ghost and we're talking about one or two things and he drew my attention to something which is very important. He said that when the woman went to the prophet that creditors had come to take his two, her two sons away because the husband was owing and the husband had died. After the woman poured, after the woman received an instruction from the prophet and went to borrow vessels of all her neighbors and poured oil until all the jars she went to take were all full, the scriptures did not say that after she discovered that the jars had been full, she went her way to sell them. Rather, the scriptures said that after she discovered that the jars had been full, she went back to the prophet to ask him, what shall I do with what you've given me? Amen. And that is Anna. We live in a generation today where people just receive something and they don't ask what they should do with it. Their miracle is their miracle. Their testimony is their testimony until they lose it. Is that not powerful? It takes the spirit to do attention to such a particular important thing. Is that powerful? She could have just said, oh, now it's full. What do I do with the oil? Let me go and sell. She still went back to ask what I should do with this. When you receive hundred million dollars in your account, will you go back and ask your man of God, what should I do with this money? You will, you will decide what you should give and decide what you should give on this one. And it was because of a lot of things that is happening. Sometimes when we are praying, oh Lord, why are certain lives like this? Then you discover certain things that people don't really know. And he do my thing, have you not been teaching these things about honoring men, about the word of, about this? I've been teaching. But not many have paid attention to it. So sometimes they don't know why things are going the wrong way. And we are praying too. And whilst we are praying, we just want God to interfere. But we must correct it. Is that not true? I want to shout glory. So it's very important. Paul said, if I've ministered to you spiritual things, it is nothing if you minister material things. But our, our value is so much on material things than spiritual things. That's why when you give your material substance to a man of God, you go home talking about it. You can even come back and I'm coming to take it back. I gave my car to the man of God. I gave my house to the man of God. Should I be the one to build a house for man of God? That's what you are thinking about. Because you don't value the spiritual things that you receive. Amen. One day I will teach you on that. I will teach you to the point where it will appear on CNN. Come on, shout glory. Amen. Where are you are say happy Father's Day to me. Happy Father's Day to you, And say happy Father's Day to all men of God. Happy Father's Day to all men of God. Hallelujah.
And I want to say happy Father's Day to our mentors, our teachers, our life coaches. Pastor Chris Oyakilomi. Amen. Like I said, there are certain things only men of God can give you. Amen. I want to say happy Father's Day to Bishop David Oedepo. And I want to say a very big happy Father's Day also to my prophet. One prophet. I have only one prophet. Amen. And that is Prophet TV Joshua. We want to see the strangest things that have been done on this earth before. Go and look for that man. Amen. There are certain things we are where we are because the Lord led us to follow certain teachers. And we acknowledge and appreciate them. We are not that type of persons who say the Lord said we should follow this person and the next two days they've changed to follow another man of God. Amen. We've been following their teachings, we've been following their visions in their heart for the gospel. And it has really brought us to where we are. Amen. And one day on a larger platform we'll talk about it. I'll teach you, I'll talk, I'll talk about one of the messages that really transformed my life up to now. Is that not powerful? dedicated master seed amen so it's very important hallelujah we are continuing our series on faith the faith series say faith series say faith series say faith series and our boosters of faith say boosters of faith Call your loved ones, call your friends. Tell all the watching this nation to join us. And call all your friends to join us. Amen. Amen. A boosters, say boosters of faith. Boosters of faith. Today we are talking about what? Praying in the Holy Spirit. All over the world, the Spirit is moving. All over the world As the prophet said it will be All over the world There is a mighty revelation Of the glory of the Lord As the prophet all over the world, all over the world, the Spirit is moving. All over the world, as the prophet said it will be. All over the world, there's a mighty revelation. Of the glory of the Lord As the All over the world All over the world The Spirit is moving All over the world As the 
professor it will be all over the world. There's a mighty revelation of the glory of the Lord as a all over the world, all over the Sing it wherever you are. The spirit is moving. All over the world. As the prophet said it will be. All over the world. There's a mighty revelation of the glory of the Lord. All over the world, all over the world, the spirit is moving. All over the world, as the prophet said it will be. All over the world. It's a mighty revelation of the glory of the Lord. Shout glory. The spirit is moving. We are coming to cause a particular kind of revolution on this earth. There is going to be a very powerful revolution and revival. It's coming on this earth. It's coming into nations. Nations that despise our God will accept them speedily. Through the power of the Spirit that is about to be unleashed on this earth. Come on, shout glory. The steadfast love of the Lord never see. His mercies that vacant to one They are new every morning New every morning Good is thy faithfulness Steadfast love of the Lord never see His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Every morning, give us thy faith, fullness, O Lord. Give us thy faith. Oh, Shata Kapata Sata. Malido Shata Kapata Sata Kapata Sata. Mantoko 
Kolozita Akapala Katahata Malagoshi Pate Safaranda Stapalaka. Lift up your voice wherever you are. Let's worship his name. Read his faithfulness. Lift up your voice, Rebaya. Zade Bele Gadosh. Bale Goshan de Bele Gadosh. Mio Ave Mone. Great is thy faith. Fullness. Oh Lord. Great is thy faith. Fushata Kapasa. Wherever you are watching from, begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Begin to speak in tongues. Pray in the Holy Spirit. 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 Lift up your voice. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Mindy Shataka. Isofalaka Santa Lagadisha. Migo Shataba, Liko Shatakaba, every morning, new every morning, greatest Kabalaba Santa Lagadish, Mangushka Polaboka Santa Lagadish, Manteke Polabangushka Polaboka Santa Lagadish, Mangushka Polaboka Santa Lagadish. Mangush kopala boko sundele ba, ligo shandele beko Ah! Uh-huh. 
Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the multitudes that are going to be impacted by this word. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the power of the word. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for knowledge. Thank you for the ministry of the word and the ministry of the spirit. Thank you, Father. Love you, Jesus. Santa Labaha. Mantekebo Santa. Mango Shadabaka Sata. Mingo Sintepele Goshata. Mingo Stopolaboko Sontelegre. Mango Shokovolaboko Sontelegre. Ligo Stopolabongo Stopolaboko Sontelegre. Maleku Sati Kopolaboko Sontelegre. We live for you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your words of truth. Thank you for your righteousness. Thank you for your life. Even your eternal life that you've given unto us. Thank you for your faith that you've raised us with. Thank you for the ability to stand and declare your word under your grace. Thank you. Oh, we bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Zito Kosha Kabalaba Santa Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bless your name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. God glory doing wonders 
that have been slain because of the preaching of the gospel 
And I hear the Spirit telling me that it is time. It is time. A great harvest is coming. A great move of the Spirit for the harvest of multitudes of souls is coming. Their death was not in vain, for they love not their lives unto death. Hallelujah. Oh, Zitaka Pashanda Katasa. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Oh, your faithfulness is forever. His faithfulness is forevermore. His faithfulness is forever. His faithfulness is forevermore. Shabalada Sata A great harvest is coming A great harvest Thank you Holy Spirit A great wave of the Spirit And power When many souls are going to be saved Many lives are going to be touched And many souls are going to be planted In the word and in the kingdom Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your love. Thank you. Yes. Shout glory. If you are joining me online, shout glory. If your sister has not joined, call her to join. If your friend has not joined, call her to join. Call him to join. Call them to join. Amen. Amen. Yesterday I had a very supernatural experience or encounter. I think that is what is making me delay today. It looks like something is just on me. I don't know what to say again. Amen. Amen. I don't know whether I should teach or I should just close and go home. Amen. Amen. Is that not powerful? Oh, God is real. The Holy Spirit is real. We spoke concerning confessions. Is that not powerful? And meditations. Take us to look quickly. Today, because it's Father's Day, we won't talk plenty. Amen. Amen. But if the Spirit moves, we will talk plenty. And the Spirit has started moving. Is that not powerful? Luke chapter 22. God is faithful. God is faithful. Sometimes we say certain things that we don't really understand. When we say God is faithful, what does that mean? It looks an English term that we always say. It's just like when we say Jesus is Lord. What does that mean? Is that not strange? Hallelujah. Luke chapter 22, I think verse 20. Or verse, verse, hallelujah. Verse 30, rather. Amen. Amen. I just feel like this is not what I want to talk about. I just feel like this scripture is just working in my spirit here and there. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Shout glory. glory. Sometimes when we say God is faithful, what do we even mean when we say He is faithful? What do you mean by that? Have you ever sat down to think about that when we say He is faithful? 
Is that not strange? Come on, shout glory. So we spoke concerning meditations. Then we spoke concerning what? Confessions. Amen. There are certain things or there are certain things in the kingdom. Or as a Christian, there are certain things or certain exercises that must remain with you. Amen. Amen. These things that we talk about are not things that you are hearing as a preaching topic. There are things that you are hearing to engage in. Amen. Amen. To exercise yourself in. These are things that you cultivate the habit of doing. Do you hear what I just said? So you cultivate the habit of meditation. You cultivate the habit of confessions. You cultivate the habit habit of praying in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And these things cause your faith to work. So the things that we've spoken concerning meditations, they're not things you are just hearing and going to sleep. And the following Sunday you join to watch what the man of God will say and go and sleep. No. We are handling into your hands the keys to rule. We are training you for rulership. Amen. Amen. It's a training. You can't rule unless you are trained. You are born again as a Christian. But you cannot rule. You cannot reign. Your rule will be legalistic. They which receive abundance of grace and the gifts of righteousness shall reign. He has made us kings and priests to reign. So it is just what? Legalistic. You cannot rule and reign unless you are trained. Every person who is ruling in any nation or any kingdom has been trained. In fact, they have been raised through knowledge what we do and what we don't do. How to speak and how not to speak. So there's a way the chief or the king of a kingdom speaks. There is a way to behave as a king. Is that not true? There are certain traditions and customs to observe as a king. There is even a seat to sit on as a king. And you are trained on how to sit on that stool. Is that not true? You are trained on what to say in public. What to say to your elders. How to control your temper. Are you not trained? So there is no chief or king in any nation or any what region or any kingdom that just wakes up to occupy the throne and leaves anyhow and say that is ruling or rulership. Is that true? 
Even your rulership is under scrutiny. You want to know whether you are ruling correctly. Because you can rule wrongly. Oh, shout glory. Do you know a king can rule wrongly? And make wrong decrees? And make wrong laws? Amen. And it affects children? Child powerful. powerful. Child powerful. powerful. When Pharaoh made a decree that all the children of the Israelites, the boys, should be killed, did he not make that rule? So you can make wrong rules. That is why you are trained. When you speak wrongly, you are making wrong rules. You are making wrong decrees. Is that not powerful? So it takes training. So when we talk about meditation, it is part of that training to rule. When we talk about what confession, it is part of that training to rule. There are certain things that when a king does, he can be distilled. Is that not true? No matter what he says, they won't forgive him for it. Oh, Is that not true? So we are trained to rule. That is why you don't have to miss this Ramadan. And your siblings must not miss. Even your parents. Do you know that some people say we are 60 years? What are we doing the word of God for? We are almost 75 years. If you learn the word of God at the age of 75, you can rule to 100. Instead of waiting for some sickness to strike you dead from 30, 75, though nobody even crosses 75 is okay. I'm old enough. Is that not strange? Sound powerful. So it's very important. Don't give yourself reasons why you cannot meditate. Meditation is not for children. It is for Christians. Is that not powerful? Oh, I said, is that not powerful? How many of you are following me? So we are preparing ourselves to rule. We are preparing ourselves to exercise lordship. Oh, is that not powerful? It's a preparation. That's what we are doing. So when we bring you the word of God, we are preparing you. For forget about those who will not join. The one who is not trained, we can tell his future without prophecy. Is that not true? They are the ones moving from place to place because they will not join. Because they will not subject themselves to training. Have you heard what I just said? So don't say that, oh, I'm not a youth and this meditation and confessions are for youth. So if you are age 30 going or 20 going, these messages are for you. 
us perhaps we've already finished our course, we are even we've even retired. And we've we are we are we are we are we are okay. Amen. Amen. If you don't call your loved ones to join us on the online, you are doing them a disfavor. Very soon they will be down. They will be calling on you. And you will be giving all your money to save them. Because they don't know what you know. Is that not powerful? No matter what happens, we will reign. Do you know what happened? When the scripture says that the storms were coming against the disciples and Jesus. Jesus himself in the boat. And the storms were against them. And the winds were coming against them. Boisterous winds, the Bible says. So it's not a small, small whirlwind. And they thought they were going to perish. That means that they, they thought they were going to drown. That is how serious the winds were. And how serious the storm was. So serious that the disciples with Jesus thought, the disciples thought, we are dying today. Today is the day we are dying. Is that not powerful? It doesn't matter the storms that come against you. Not the ways that are against you. You are not dying now. Together with the Holy Spirit. The most amazing thing about that scripture or that experience was that when that was going on and the disciples thought they were going to die, the disciples, they felt it because they knew what was happening. The scripture says that Jesus was asleep. How can a man sleep when such boisterous winds are against him? Against their boats on the sea. To the point where the experienced disciples, Peter and all those people who had been on sea throughout their, their life, knew that today is the day we are perishing. They said, Master, carest not thou that we perish? Don't you care that we perish? Because they thought they were going to perish. They had imagined themselves already drowned. Yet in the midst of all those thoughts in the minds of the disciples, Jesus was asleep. What an attitude. The attitude of faith. The one jumping from left to right doesn't know anything. He has gotten a problem and is looking for solutions. Even in the hands of native doctors. That is why when we come online, we are presenting to you a message that will create within your spirit a, a word attitude. A faith attitude. There is the attitude of faith. There is what? There is the attitude of faith that speaks to the spirit. That speaks to men. This is a man of faith. Jesus was asleep. 
with all these storms, Jesus was asleep. He was so asleep that they had to wake him up in the storms. <laughs> Did you catch what I'm saying? He has been trained to, to rule. So when the storms came and the winds had come, he was asleep. When he woke up, there was a great calm. The Christian, you watching me. It is not the storms you are going through that matters. Can I speak to somebody? It is not the ways you are going through that matters. It is not the contrary ways that is coming against you that matters. What matters is your maintenance of an attitude of faith. The maintenance of your attitude of faith. Six years joblessness. So what? That is a storm. That is a wind. In the midst of that joblessness, with no money in your pocket, what will you do? Have you heard what I just said? Is that not strange? How a man can sleep in the midst of storms? Can you even say, I just spoke to somebody right now. Shout glory. So it's important that you are nurtured. It's important that you are trained. It's important that as Christians, we are trained to walk the walk of faith. Because if you don't understand the walk of faith, and you were like Jesus, or the disciples in the storms, what would you have done? The disciples had Jesus. We also have Jesus. They had Jesus in the boat asleep and watching. He was asleep and watching what was happening. He says, O ye of little faith. He said, Master, don't you care that we perish? Just like some of us say, God, don't you care that I've been here for a long time? Says, Master, don't you care? He cares. But you see, he is in us. Now, just like he was in the boat, he is in us to be the Holy Spirit. Shout glory. The attitude of faith. When in the midst of all the storms, what you are speaking is the word of God. When in the midst of all the storms, what you are meditating on is the word of God. When all your friends think that you have become useless because you just had a sack letter. And then you enter your room and close the door. Ah, And as you shut the door, you say, there is none holy as the Lord. There is none beside thee. Nine, there is 
man holy yeah lord there is none beside thee there is there anyone like our god there is Shut the door. Can we switch to the trying of your feet? You understand? Then you shut the door. And then you sing this song. Then you minister to the Lord. You worship His name. Then you speak in tongues. Then you worship His name. Then you speak in tongues. Then you tell yourself, None of these things move me. Neither count my life dear unto myself. You say, This is working for my good. This is working for my good. I am with the Holy Spirit, the one who was, who is, and is to come. This is working for my good. Is that not powerful? When you've seen all kinds of troubles, and you've seen all kinds of trials, and you've seen all kinds of things, yet you are still standing on the word. You are still confessing the word. You are still meditating. By the time your wife comes, you are sitting down meditating. With a sack letter. They said they've laid us off because of so and so and so. And you are on the term meditating. And she is wondering. Or he is wondering whether your wife or your husband. Which one? Or your children. Wondering what is wrong with this man. Oh, nothing is wrong with this man. Something is right with this man. Is that not powerful? Then it sits to meditate. Then it sits to confess. I know who I am. All of these things are working for my good. All these storms will quiet down. And then they don't understand. Is that not powerful? That is an attitude of faith. One of the boosters of faith. Let me switch. Whatever I watch, let me switch from praying in the Holy Ghost to trials. Then I'll come there again. I can feel the Spirit moving me there. I'm open. I'm open another leaflet. Shout glory. It's called the trial of our faith. One of the faith stimulants or stimulus, whatever you can say, is the trial of your faith. It's called trials. Every Christian will face trials. And there is the purpose of trials. And trials boost your faith. The strength of your faith. The strength of your faith. When I talk about the strength of your faith. I'm talking about the ability of your faith to stand. They see there is a walk of faith and there is a standing of faith. You hear what I just said? There is a walk of faith which we are walking. Say we are walking. When you see things that look impossible before your eyes, then by the walk of faith, the thing that looks impossible, you are able to make it possible. It's a walk of faith. There is the standing of faith. 
The scripture says, for by faith we stand. Oh. It is having done all things to stand. Take us to efficiency. Shadaba, wherever you are. Shout glory. Immortal God. Invisible God. trials doesn't mean that is the end of the journey don't dodge trials embrace trials it is part of our work of faith it is part of the training process you see if you are not prepared you cannot see the manifestation of God's glory it takes preparation it takes what come on shout glory and because of that Trial is part of the preparation. Trial is part of the preparation. It is called the trying of your faith. When things come against your faith and you do everything to change it and it doesn't change and you look at it and things don't change and you do this and things don't change you stand. You did hear what I just said? Oh... Is that not powerful? Is that not powerful? Is that not powerful? So it's very important. You do everything that you are supposed to do. And things don't seem to change. You've prayed and you've fasted. And things don't seem to change. You have been ministered to, you've received prophecies. And things don't seem to change. You've meditated and confessed. And things don't seem to change. Stand. I said what? Stand. It means maintain your ground. It means maintain your attitude of the word. Maintain your attitude of confession. Maintain your attitude of knowledge. Maintain your attitude of service to the Lord. Maintain your attitude of going to church. Maintain your attitude of serving that man of God. Maintain. You engage in the spiritual exercises. You don't change. You don't stop. You don't complain. You stand. Did you hear what I just said? Because it is by faith we stand. Without faith you fall. 
By faith you do what? You stand. When I say without faith, it means that if your faith is not active at that time, you will fall. That means that you give in to the situation. That means that you give in to the circumstance. That means that you give in to what the storm that has come against you. That setback, you give in. Is that not powerful? You can fall. But you can also stand. You can decide to stand. No matter what comes against you. You decide to stand. No matter what they are saying against you. You decide to stand. No matter what you are going through. That doesn't seem to change. Things are not in order the way you want. Then you stand. That is an attitude of faith. When the storms of life hit you and you are still standing on the word. When men expect you to have, to have given up and they say, Charlie, are you still going to that church and all that? And then you say, you tell them, you say, instead of saying, oh, what should I do? It's only God who can help me. And they are asking you, are you still going to that church? Do you still go to church? With all that you have gone through, all your children have died, you are still going to church? You have been jobless ever since you lost that job. You've never gotten another job again. And they are expecting you to have given up. Instead of saying what you like do. You look at their face. You look at them, them what? Look into their face. Eyeball to eyeball. You say why we look not. On the things that are seen. We look at the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are temporary. But the things that are unseen are permanent. When you finish, when you finish, you end with glory. Then they are expecting that you should be crying. Aliva, Aliva. Sometimes God needs people to stand on His word, regardless of what they are going through. He says, women receive their dead children back to life. He says, some of them, their world was not worthy of them. They were in caves. They are expecting you to have to have given up, but you you choose not to give up. I choose not to give up. It is why we look not on the things that are seen, so we can look at the things that are seen. We can look. It means we can consider them. We can consider that five years of barrenness. We can consider it. We can consider it, but we choose not to look at it. That's why we look not on the things that are seen. Whilst we look not at the experiences that we are having. Whilst we look not at the storms that are coming against us. It is we look at the unseen. What is the unseen? The word of God that is yet to materialize. That word has not yet manifested. That word has not yet materialized. Ah. That word has not materialized. You have seen that word in the book. 
You have meditated on it. You said, this is the path. This is my path. Yet you have not experienced it. So you are saying that me, I'll buy cars. They are saying, oh, forget it. You don't even have a job. You look not at the things which are seen. But you look at the things which are unseen. The things that are unseen are seen by you. Because it's the word. I said faith sees. So you can see your children. You can see the new job. You can see the new contract. But there is also the situation. You consider not the situation. And then you are standing on your faith. On your grounds. Maintaining your attitude. You have not changed. They did not meet you crying on the pillow. When will God do it? As long as you are in that attitude, things cannot change. That's why I say every Christian will meet trials. No man of God can take you out of trials. No great prophet can take you out of trials. Your trying time is your trying time. That is the time for your faith to be tried. You have faith. But that faith is being tested. That faith is being tested. You understand? You are like a student. You are a student enrolled in an institution. There is a time that you are tested. You are wet. You are wet. When you are being tested, through examinations and all that, we want to prove your worth, your value, what you are made of, what you have learned all those years. Oh. What, what if you've learned nothing? But we have learned something. And we are still learning today. Is that not powerful? So you are like a student. You are being tested. There is a time of examination. In life we all write certain examinations. Whether you went to school or not. There is a time of examination. Where your faith is being tested. You sow the seed. You sow the seed. You've sown the seed. You've sown the seed. Oh. Is that not powerful? So there is also the testing of your faith. There's also the trial of your faith. That's your faith. Which is your faith is being tried. Is being tested. Is being put to test. To see what you will do. This time, it is not what God will do. It is not what the devil is doing. It is what you will do. What will you do? You. What will you do? Because it it determines the results. Did you hear what I just said? What you do in the examination hall determines the results. What you do when your faith is being tested, examined, determines the results that you receive. And in the times where your faith is being tested, the Spirit of God is watching to see, what will this my son do? When he is crying for weeks, he says, no, this is not the attitude. When he's saying, no, in all these things, I am more than a conqueror. When he's saying that, therefore, I am unshakable, I am unmovable, I am abounding, in the work of the Lord. 
knowing that all that I'm doing is not in vain. When he's making those come, that is why I said these things are interrelated. That's why I talk about meditation and confession. This is confession. In the midst of trials. In the midst of nothing is around. Zero account. Say zero account. Maledo Sata. Azite Koporotosa. Ivesutu Prakite se. Ilegusu Prakata se. Avazidi Vilegados. Eh, Kabobo Sitakapa. Azata Kapa Katakapa. Zero account. Yet you are saying, I am unmovable. I am unshakable. God is not unrighteous to forget my labor of love. God, say, I've sown plenty seeds. I've sown plenty seeds. Some Christians even complain when they've not sown one seed. That's your own there is zero. Zero seed complaining. Invalid. He said, I've sown many seeds. I've sown plenty seeds. I've sown so and so seeds. I have been to the man of God. I have done this. I have done that. Oh. Is that not powerful? You say, my harvest is coming. In the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. My harvest is coming. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. My harvest is coming. He that goeth forth bearing precious seed. He that goeth forth bearing precious seed shall, he says, shall doubtless, without doubt, doubtless, come back. He says, holding the sheaves in his hands. Holding the sheaves in his hands. Come on, shout glory. He that goeth forth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come with rejoicing. Just holding the harvest, holding the results, holding the sheaves. You are speaking like that. In the midst of the storms, you are making such confessions. In the midst of the storms, you say, God is not unrighteous to forget my labor of love. In the house of God, God is not unrighteous to forget my labor of love. In that I have ministered to the saints and I still do minister. He is not unrighteous to forget. It means he is faithful. He is not unrighteous to... Those are words coming out of your spirit. Those are words coming out of your spirit. Coming out of your soul. People are shocked at why you are still maintaining your stand. In the midst of all of these things. Why you are still jubilating. Why you are still rejoicing. In the midst of the storms. Why you are not... You have not changed God's. <laughs> and you have not changed churches. Yes, sir. And you have not changed pastors. In the midst of the storms, you tell them you don't know. You don't know. If God be for me, nothing shall be against me. Is 
Is that not powerful? The songwriter said, All things are working for my good. It's intentional. So you see, things are working for my good. Oh, when you understand spirituality, things work for your good. Come on, shout glory. Is that not powerful? So in Christianity, we don't give up. Men of faith don't give up. Men of faith don't give in. Men of faith don't change attitudes. Men of faith maintain the glow. They maintain their stand. They maintain their confessions. That is what it means to stand in faith. What did he say in Ephesians chapter 6? It says, and above all, to stand. Take me there quickly. Is that not powerful? Say the trial of my faith. I'll show you how it helps. Oh, shatabo soto, ibo sonto kobo, monto kobo, ligo shodobo, meleke bese debele, ligo shadaba. First, take us to Second Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty-four. Oh, shedebele, izo tolobozo. You are worthy of a praise. You are worthy. You are worthy. Oh, you reign forever. He says that not for that we have dominion over your faith. But we are helpers of your joy. For by faith you stand. Wherever you are, you are watching me from. Oh, I know you are not closer to somebody. I would have said, knock the person and say, by faith I stand. Say, by faith I stand. Say, by faith I stand. Another translation is, by faith you stand firm. Another translation also says, by faith you are established. You are established in Christ. I said you are established in Christ. You are rooted in Him. You are rooted in the Word. You are rooted in the knowledge. It doesn't matter what is coming against you. You are still standing. Is that not powerful? Is that not powerful? Take us to Ephesians now. So this is 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 24. Is that not powerful? Is this there? Take us to Ephesians chapter 6. Oh, standing as a Christian is very important to God. Standing doesn't mean that you have not sinned. I have not sinned. Maybe you say, I'm standing because I have not gone to soil myself. Like people say, I have not. No, that's not what he means. Do you understand what I'm saying? It means ability to maintain. To stand. To maintain. Or to be maintained. To maintain your composure. They are expecting you. Malay. Hey. Even in the Old Testament. When they were expecting Joseph to have given up. The man said I'm not giving up. Do you know what that means? (laughs) 
Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. So by, by faith you stand. Say, I stand by faith. Say, I stand by faith. Say, I stand by faith. Say it again. Say, I stand by faith. Oh, Shabakasatapa. Hey, Kabobo Sata. Oh, For they love not their lives unto death. When they walked with the spirit, they, to the point where they did not love their lives unto death. When they sought, oh, Azande Kobolongos Atili Falaka, No wonder he talks about the faith that was delivered unto the saints. Is that not powerful? When they saw death, and they said, Stop preaching. We will kill you. And they went on preaching to die. Yes. They loved not their lives unto hey. death. They did not remember they had children. They did not remember they had wives. They did not remember they had parents. They only remembered the God who had called them. In the midst of death, they chose to die. Is that not strange? He says they loved not their lives unto death. A maintenance of faith. When the people were against a poor apostle, everywhere he went, he was in chains, in prisons, bound. Did that man have a ship? Did he have a ship? His own personal ship? His own personal jet? It is not a jet that makes us tense. Neither is it a ship that makes us anything. The works that we do in the name of the Lord Jesus. Is that not powerful? Imprisonment. At one time he was put in baskets to escape. Paul the apostle. He was defending himself in chains. Until that, that point where he spoke and spoke and spoke. Until the king said that too much learning is making you mad. He had so much learned the word. The, the man said too much learning has made you mad. He said I am not mad. I just want you to be like me. Accept these bonds. Accept these chains. Men of faith. Don't give up. They are not defined by situations. They are defined by their identity. They are defined by their word. They don't give up. Is that not powerful? Ephesians chapter 6, right? From verse 10, let's see. It's God not wonderful. So wherever you are watching me, this is not the time to give up. Maybe you receive a letter that you have been dismissed from your workplace. This is not the time to give up. Maybe you received something, a news. This is not the time to give up. 
This is not a time to ask God questions. This is a a time to study and to meditate. To have answers to those questions from the word. Did you hear what I just said? Did I say verse 10? Are you asleep? Shout glory! I hope you are not sleeping here. Say I am walk, I walk by faith. I say I stand by faith. Dr. Yongucho shared a story. Oh, this story, how I love it. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. powerful. He shared the story of this businessman who was a partner in his church and was into salt business and was doing well buying things for the church doing things for the church Oh When God blesses you take the church's own first When God blesses you Don't begin to consider other things Consider the church first. When God gives you money, consider the church first. Consider the man of God first. Consider the people of God first. It's very important. Shout glory. This man was a businessman. Salt business. Very rich. Blessing the ministry. And then one day, suddenly, there was a heavy pour of rain. Downpour of rain. And his warehouse where he kept the salt. The flood entered the warehouse and dealt with the salt. The flood dealt with the salt. When he went, there was nothing there. A businessman, warehouse, the guy had incurred losses. When Dr. Yongicho was there, when he was informed that this has happened, he said, as a man of God, he didn't know what to go and say. Will he say God is good? Or God is bad? Or what will he say? The storms of life. There are things that come against you and you don't have anything to say. You don't know what to really say. When that happens, say the word. You know what? Say the word. Talk the word. Speak the word. You know what I just said? Because that is what Jesus did. He spoke the word. So you also speak the word. What do you say? When I go to the fire, it shall not burn me. When I go to the water, it shall not overflow me. Are you not speaking the word? So I'm going to the fire right now. I'm going to the storms right now. Say I'm going through. I'm going through. Say I'm going through. I'm going through. Is that not powerful? He had lost all. The man of God didn't know what to really go and say to encourage him. He left his office, went to see this businessman. Oh, Shada Abakos Ebele Gadosh. Bele Bongos Ebele Gadosh. Vili Kusum Brangos Ebele Gadosh. 
of that partner who had lost everything lost his profits lost everything the man was in the rain dancing and singing praises to the Lord the attitude of faith the businessman had lost everything he was outside where the store the warehouse or the storehouse was and was dancing he was dancing. The man of God did not know what to say. He went to meet a member who had seen such storm, such setback, such trial, dancing. If you were God, what will you do? Even as a man, when you are going through storms and people desert you, you say, hey, when I was in my trials, this one left me. This one left me. Is that not what you say? You are in prison counting those who have never come to visit you. In your times of trials. There is a season of trials. And I've said it's a testing of your faith. What will you do? The man was dancing. Young Cho said when he went there, he had nothing to say. He joined him to dance. Years after, God blessed him so much that he couldn't count his blessings. God watched him and saw that he maintained he maintained his composure. Dancing in the midst of storms. Don't you see why it says, Lo, I see four men walking in the midst of the fire. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? Walking in the midst of the fire. In the midst of the fire. Walking in the midst of the fire. Walking in the midst of the fire. He did not say, I see four men crying in the midst of the fire. 
he did not see four men screaming in the midst of the fire I see four men walking in the midst of the fire walking in the midst do you read the bible the scriptures that Paul and Silas were arrested and they were carried they were beaten for preaching the gospel what did they do wrong God what have I done wrong that should have been their question you led us to preach in this nation then we came to preach in the nation then we met a particular young girl who was possessed by the spirit of divination and then we cast out that spirit have we done anything wrong only for the people who used to get money because of that young girl to go and announce that these people are causing trouble and they arrested this man Paul and Silas where are the Pauls of today where are the Silas of today say I am here oh in this journey of faith in this journey of faith we don't give up this man had been arrested thrown into prison for nothing wrong they did nothing wrong thrown into prison and those days prison was it's not like this one we have in Sawam it's like a dungeon. You are thrown down with chains. You can't even see light. Hush! For casting out a devil. Is that not strange? These men were put in prison in chains. The scriptures, you see, the scripture is clear on issues. Because it wants us to learn. So these things are written for our learning. One day will teach you there is the judgment of the word when you don't learn. You never learn. You never learn. You never learn. We come to you say, learn this thing. You never learn. They are written for our learning, for our encouragement, for our exhortation, for our comfort. Because of the comfort of scriptures. At a point in time, you just need some scripture to be comforted. As long as you don't know what to do again. Sometimes you don't even know what to do again. You've done all that you know to do. And so you've done all that is supposed to be done. So you've done all that you know to do. Did you hear what I just said? You've done all that you know to do. Oh. And then these people were in prison. Not knowing how they will come out. Because they were in prison for no offense. So who will bring them out? But the Bible says that at midnight. So that we learn from it. And we find ourselves in a particular storm or situation. And we don't know what what to do. We do what Paul and Silas did. The scripture says for at midnight. This man in chains. Having been beaten and their bodies full of wounds and injuries 
and fatigue because they were tired. They could have said, Silas, I'm so tired. Let, it, let us rest today. Tomorrow we pray. There was no rest today and tomorrow we pray. At midnight, that same day, at midnight, the scripture says, says Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises. In the prison, they said, Madam for Sanaye Sute. Oh, yeah, Madam Fopa. Ah, Deyi Namo. Ah. Obey me, chain, mother, fosa. When we walk with the Lord in the light of His way, what a glory! Sang the song, Oh, yeah, me young, oh no,
As they sang the song and they danced to the Lord and they prayed, the Bible says, and they sang praises. That was what they did in the midst of such trial, in the midst of such disappointment, in the midst of such setback, such a storm. They prayed and they sang praises. They prayed and they appreciated the goodness of God. They praised God. To praise is to appreciate the goodness. Is to appreciate the kindness. They praised God. They praised God. Is that not strange? And the scripture says the results. There was, there was an earthquake. But I wanted to consider what they did. How they stood. Oh, Lagada. Is that not strange and powerful? They prayed. They sang praises. They prayed. They sang praises. They prayed. They sang praises in the midst of the trials, in the midst of the fire, in the midst of the storms, in the midst. Your landlord has moved your things out. You have no money to pay your rent. In the midst of that storm, you are singing, you are praying. As you are packing your luggages, not knowing where to go, you are speaking in tongues. Ilogo sebelege, oh zigabalados, ibelegodos, mangorondo se, veli kusupare, ligo sonto kopo, reko sonto. You are carrying your life piece. You are carrying your bags. You are carrying your TV set. You are carrying your children. Where do we go? But we are speaking in tongues. So in the midst of that storm, you are singing songs. You are praising God. Father, we thank you for your kindness. Father, we thank you for your love. Father, we thank you for your great happiness. In our lives. The scripture is in the same time. Where Job was sitting in the same time. He lost everything at the same time. That was an Old Testament man. Yet he opened not his mouth against his God. And we know the results. Is that not powerful? It says, finally, my brethren, it says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. It says, put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. To do what? Stand against the wiles of the devil. 
For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Verse 13, quickly. Kalabasata. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. It says that you may be able to with verse 13, just leave it there. Oh, Shabalata Sata. Iko se kopo se te. Manko se te ke pese. Ive de pese te ke. Ah. Oh, Namiye. Now listen. Five forces take unto you the whole armor of God that may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, having done what? All. Having done what? All. So when you do all and nothing is changing, it says stand. The last thing to do when all that you've done is not causing the change that is required, you stand. It says, and having done all to stand. To maintain your position. To maintain your composure. To maintain your attitude. To maintain it. In the evil day. It says that we are able to withstand in the evil day. To withstand. Why is it saying withstanding? Because that thing is not changing. Do you know what I'm saying? It says that you may withstand the evil day. Because that evil day is not going. It's not changing. It is not passing you by. It is coming straight to you. It is coming to face you. But your ability to withstand. And when you finish to stand. Is that not powerful? Shout glory. How have you caught what I just said? So we are the standing ones. Say, I am a standing Christian. I'm not a falling and rising Christian. It is an above all to fall and to rise. It says to stand. Let me tell you, even all the if all the witches in the world come against you, and you can only stand in faith, they might scatter everything around you, just like the devil did with Job. They might scatter everything around you, and you are standing. As long as you are standing, they themselves will give up. Yes. We've done everything. This guy is still standing. Ah. They will give up. Yes. I'm still standing. And come and join you yes. for blessings. They will work with you. Yes. Is that powerful? Yes. Go back to the look. Oh, say I'm standing. In Christ Jesus. I'm rooted. In Christ, Jesus. in Christ Jesus. I am firm, I am firm in, faith. in faith. I have a firm faith. Say it, say, say it as you may say. I have a firm faith. Say I have a firm faith. I'm not giving up. Oh. Man, glory. Glory. Jesus. I said Luke chapter what? 22. Verse 30. Oh. 
I hope you are hearing me over there. Say, I am standing. I'm not falling to rise again. Oh, say, I'm not falling to rise again. I am standing. I speak the words of God. In the midst of storms, I maintain my attitude. It says that he may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on the throne. Verse 31. Continue. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, is this not Jesus speaking? He said, Simon. He was talking to Simon, Peter, Petros, or Simon. He says, behold. The word behold, that means see. So Jesus had seen something. Jesus had done what? He says, the Lord said, Simon, Simon, see. Satan has desired to sift you or to have you that he may sift you as wheat. <laughs> Satan has desired. So Jesus in a vision saw that Satan had desired to have Peter so that he may sift him as wheat. As, a, as wheat is sifted. That he may sift him he may separate him to separate the good from the bad. So Satan has desired to separate him from their call, from their purpose. And sometimes these trials and these storms are designed by the devil to sift the Christian from their call, from the church, from the church. From the brethren. Mm. They are gossiping about me. I've left the church. Hey. Yes. Ever since my husband left me, the church has been gossiping about me. Mele hey. Dogosh. To sift you. Mm. Why don't you go to church? I used to be very prayerful and full of fire. I used to evangelize. But one day I went through something. Satan had desired to have you and sift you as wheat to separate you from the congregation. To separate you from God's call and purpose. To separate you from the partnership and from your givings. Great is his faithfulness. Then Jesus, after saying that, said, but I have prayed for thee. I have prayed for you. So Jesus interceded in prayers for Peter. But you see, what I want you to notice here, or take note of, which is very important, very important. Did you hear what I just said? Simon, Simon, Satan has desired. In the midst of the desires of Satan, Maintain your stand. 
That's what I'm talking about. It's a trial of your faith. Don't let your faith fail in a trial. Just like you don't have to fail in an examination. When you fail, you write again. You see, it's to prove a proof of your value, of your worth, of what you have heard. It says, oh, oh, shout glory. glory. When he was talking about the parable of the sower, it says, some that fell on the wayside and some fell on their thorns and their thistles and they choked the word. Then he said, those people are those that receive the word with excitement and they are happy. Man of God, your teaching is powerful. Oh, man of God, thank you for God sending you into our lives. Oh, man of God, you are too powerful. Then the affliction rises. Those are the thistles and the, and the, and the tongues. Is this an affliction? Is it Mark chapter 4? Yes. Is this an affliction rises? And persecution rises? And storms rises? Because of the word that they heard. It says for the word's sake. It says then they give up. Ah. They give up. It says those are the people that fell by tongues and thistles. And the tongues and the thistles choke the word. Then was explaining how the, the, the tongues and thistles choke the word. It says affliction and persecution. Another thing that says temptations. And trials. They are brought under pressure. They are brought under pressure. They are brought under pressure. Then they give up. Do you know why I have stopped giving partnership? Pressure has come. Is that not strange? One day that woman. Whose child was dead. The only son. Saddled her donkey to go and meet the prophet of God. Oh, these Old Testament folks, sometimes they shock us. When you compare Christians to Old Testament men, you will be shocked. The kind of life we are living as Christians. When your only son, do you know what that means? Do you know what it means for your father to die? Or your parents to die? But do you know what it means when your only son dies? Do you understand? That is deep. Your only child. Especially when you've waited for many years to have that child. And he is the only treasure you have. For 20 years, no child. Then you get a son. Then the son is growing in your home. And growing in your home. Then suddenly, the son complains of sickness. And then the child dies. You will be the most sorrowful person on this earth. Is that true or false? Think about it. Even if you have five children and one dies, it's so painful you don't know what to do. Then you have your only son dying. Your only child. Then this woman with this pain and sorrow Saddles her horse 
and goes to meet the prophet of God on the mountain. And the prophet says, it's all, the, all this one you are coming like this, with full force. It's all well. Then the woman says, the woman does what? He says, he has said, so that we may boldly say. Then the woman said, he says, we are not like Moses, who put a veil over his face. So that the people of Israel could not steadfastly behold the glory of God. We are not like that. We speak boldly. Can you say all is well when your child is dead in the room? Can you say it? Can you say all is well when you are a giver in the church and your account is frozen? Can you say it? That is the Christian. This is a woman. Not a Christian. Is that not strange? It's a strange attitude. That is what makes us unique. When all are complaining and we are dancing. When all are giving up and we don't give up. Is that not powerful? This is powerful. Is this not powerful? This thing is speaking to me. And then the woman saddles her horse and goes to meet the prophet. And the prophet says, I hope all is well. And then the woman says, all is well. Before she now tells about the death of her son. It's all well. Your only son dies and you are calling it all is well. Is that a response? Today's Christian will leave church. Today's Christian, after you've looked for the foot of the woman, they've gotten pregnant. They leave church. Those who used to sing, stop singing. Because now they've gotten what they want. Those who used to give, stop giving. Because they've gotten what they want. Those who used to clean it, stop cleaning. Because they've gotten what they want. Then when trials come, they are looking from place to place, moving, and blaming prophets for chopping your money. Watch what the woman did. These things were written for our learning. So that through the comfort of scriptures, we might have hope. One day I will teach that that's a very powerful terminology Paul uses. The comfort of scriptures. The comfort of scriptures. Oh, how we have been comforted several times through the scriptures. Where it looks like those who can help will not help. And it looks like those who can do will not do. And it looks like some are standing behind you but they are waiting for you to fail so that they talk about it. And you can see all around you. Yet you are comforted with the scriptures. Is this not the man who preached on faith? Is this not the man who said nobody should divorce? Is this not the man who has been praying for people? How come his child is like this? How come his marriage is like this? How come his bank account is like this? You need the comfort of scriptures. Where the scripture is like a person behind you. 
encouraging you to move forward. Come on, shout glory. So he said that Satan has desired to have you to sift you as wheat. But listen to what Jesus said. But I have prayed for thee. He said, so that your faith does not fail. Is this not strange? It's so that your faith fail not. Your faith fail not. And when thou art converted, it says, strengthen your brethren. Is it not strange that Jesus did not say, I've prayed for you so that Satan will not come against your faith. I have withstood Satan for you. Is that what he said? I have prevented the happening. Is that what he said? Jesus himself. Jesus himself. He said, but I have prayed for you. That prayer was not a prayer to take you out of the situation. That prayer was a prayer to enable your faith to stand. An intercessory prayer to enable the faith of Peter to stand. Because he was praying for Peter so that Peter's faith would be able to stand. So that Peter himself would be able to make his faith stand. He was praying for him. Is that powerful? So, so that your faith fail not. So your faith, there are Christians whose faith fail. And there are Christians who stand. Which one are you? And which one will you be from today? Regardless of what you hear, stand. So that your faith will not fail. Say, my faith will not fail. Say, say my faith will not fail. That's why we say that the, the, the bedrock of your Christian life is faith. If your faith fails, you have failed. Have you ever seen men of God, or preachers, or even Christians, who used to go to church, and are on the FM stations and TV stations all over the world, saying things against the church, the body of Christ. Some used to work with men of God. They are all around. I'm standing somewhere, speaking, I'm talking about genuine men of God. Speaking against these genuine men of God. They said, this man of God says he has power to give people children. But I stayed in the church for 20 years. Nothing happened to my wife. So I left. He was deceiving us. Christians. When you see such, you will say, Madame Fo, your faith has failed. Their faith has what? They were part of the ministry. They were the ones taking testimonies. Is that not true? Yet their faith failed. Now they've gone against the very thing that they were in. Have you seen people like that? Because of what they went through or what they've gone through. When people go through storms and they stop going to church. 
They used to be givers. Now they've come to square zero. The storms of life. Instead of coming to the church to still appreciate God and love Him for who He is. After all, we came here with nothing. And it is expedient that we shall live with nothing. I saw a man that was dead and said they should bury him in his Mercedes Benz. And they buried him in his old Mercedes Benz. And when I saw it, I laughed. When a man lacks knowledge, that's what he does. Not born again. Spiritually blind. They buried him in his Mercedes Benz. Old Mercedes Benz. And I said, by the time they go and dig it, he has become bones in the Mercedes Benz underground. It will not change anything. We came here with nothing. And we shall live with nothing. Paul said, having food and raiment, just let them be content. He says, charge them that are rich in this world. Not to trust in uncertain riches, but in God, who freely gives us all things to enjoy. Is that not powerful? You have lost everything. Yes. Maintain your faith. Stay in the church. Sing in the church. In fact, let them point hands at you. This was the man who helped us build the church. Now, for some reason, he has nothing. That is why I don't even want to give again. Let them use you as a reference point. Your reward is great. What we are doing is not just for this earth. This thing you see, they are all fleeting. All the suits that we wear, one day we will not be able to wear them. And all the watches, will we? There are people, as I speak to you, who cannot even walk two minutes to their barbering shop to shave. Is that not strange? So love God with your life. Regardless of the storms. Love God with your life. Maybe you are watching me. You don't even have a place to sleep. And nobody is ready to, to, to help you. He says he has said so that we may boldly say, the Lord is our helper. You have a divine helper. He is the only one who can bring human helpers. Shout glory. Don't quit going to church because you went through storms. Don't quit doing what you are doing in church because you are going, you are going through some kind of storms. Don't give up. Don't quit. Maintain your stand. Maintain your faith. Maintain your vision. Don't quit. Don't leave the vision behind. Don't leave your family behind. Maintain your faith. The Christian who is born of faith and walks by faith is the one who also stands by faith. Regardless of the storms, regardless of the news, regardless. You say, yeah, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I'll fear no evil. 
The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? You speak Psalms. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Is that not powerful? He prayed for him that his faith will not fail. Your faith must not fail. We must not see you on fire 10 years to come. 10 years now. Then 10 years to come when we meet you, you are cold like ice block. What happened? Oh, I've stopped all those Christian business. It's a lie. They are lying to us. All these fake pastors. All this. When you see people accusing pastors, accusing things and all that, some of them, their faith has failed. Because of a storm. Because they were examined. But they had not been taught like I'm teaching you. So they did not realize that it was an examination. A faith examination. They were writing a faith examination. So they quit. And they gave, they gave up. I said what we are all writing was faith examination. Whether you like it or not. Once you are a Christian. The trial, your faith will be tried. It is called the trial of your faith. And there is a reason for that. So that you can maintain your composure. So that you can prove that you are ready for something big. If you have something small and it is taken out of your hands and you can't stand, then when you have something big, what will happen? (laughs) So they prove that come what may, I stand in Christ. I stand with Him. We preach the gospel. We do the work of God. I may not be a pastor, but I'm a member of a ministry. The outreach department, we still win souls. We don't say if God has not even changed our lives, how we do go and bring others? You do hear what I just said? Shout glory. Who has said something right now? The trial of your faith. Before we go to James, go to Second Timothy. Let me tell you what Paul did there. And we close very soon. Amen. Amen. James. Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 17. Oh. Oh. Masataka prakasa. Wherever you are just speaking tongues. I said, I didn't say watch me. I said speaking tongues. Alaba sata. Elegosa. Udina In life and in death. We shall glorify your name because of your mighty deeds, your mighty works. We glorify you, not because of what you are going through, but because of your mighty works in our lives, because of your mighty deeds, because of what you've done before, because of what you've done in the life of my friend, of my brother, of my sibling, of my church member. Oh, speaking tongues. Sata kapa sata. Mango sata kapa. Mata kapa sata.
Lift up your voice and speak in tongues, my Speak in tongues. Ila gada gada Ila gada gada Ila gada gada Elebwe ko se peliku. Ila balagado. Ila balagado. Ila balagado. Ah, zedebele. Matapasata of God through unbelief he staggered not he was unwavering in his faith unwavering he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith giving glory to God strong in faith who against hope believed in hope Against hope The father of faith Abraham Believed in hope Against all odds He believed in hope That that which had been spoken in his direction Is that which will come to pass 
in the midst of all the storms the man called the father of many with nothing to show great man of God with nothing to show great prophet of God with nothing to show great Abraham when they called him it meant the father of nations but no son to show with the promise of God with him says he staggered not at the promise of God he wavered not did not shake through unbelief his faith did not fail did his faith fail but was strong giving glory to God saying that the one who has spoken is able to bring what he has said to pass is that not powerful do you know what it means to preach for 120 years the man of God Noah preaching for 120 years the preacher of righteousness in his days 120 years it means that generations after generations those who were there when he started preaching had died and they had told their sons and their children that that young man started preaching many years ago about the flood forget about him he doesn't know anything to do he doesn't have anything to do he has nothing to offer. Leave him. Was that not what they were saying? Yes, yes, exactly. And their son's son also told them, oh, my grandfather even said he was preaching when they were young. He's been preaching now. We have even grown. We have now 40. He's 100. He's still saying the same thing. Do you know what it means to be saying the same thing for 120 years with no sign anywhere to show these are men that you meet in heaven and will be receiving rewards. When you meet some of them, you run away. Because for a man who is not in, who was not privileged to live in this dispensation, to be speaking the same thing for 120 years, for generations upon generations, those who were 40 came to meet him at 80. Those who at age 40 gave birth to children. The children came to meet him at 100 and something. Still making those proclamations. Same. The Bible never said God appeared to him again. If you were Noah, you would have given up. No wonder the Bible says by faith he saved his children. Come on, shout glory. glory. Have you heard what I just said right now? Verse 14. It says, Alexander, there are people who do men of God evil. Some are in the church. When a man of God says he's going on TV, they go to their rooms and go and start talking on TV. Why is he going on TV? They won't give. Even if they can give more than they are giving, they will still not give. They will put it in their pocket and give it to some people else. Yes, mm. And then go to their room and say, I don't know why he's making such a decision. Are you the Holy Spirit? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he says, Alexander the Coppersmith. He says, did me much evil. That was Paul. 
says the Lord reward him according to his works. He did the man of God, Paul. The apostle. The one. Who did miracles. Even raising dead people back to life. Think about it. Somebody did him evil. Much evil. Go to verse 15. He says, of whom be aware also. He says, be aware of Alexander. Thank God your name is Alexander, but it is not Copper Smith. He says, of whom be aware also. For he has greatly withstood our words. He has greatly done what? Withstood our words. But that is not what I'm talking about today. He says, at my first answer, that was Paul. He says, when he was arrested and taken to the court, at his first answer, he said, no man stood with me. It means he was alone at that time. Oh, the man of God was alone. I was watching a video of Benny Hinn interviewing Dr. Maurice Cerillo. And he made a statement. He said, he discovered that most of the mighty men we celebrate at a point when they're about dying, nobody's around them. Some of them are not sick. And nobody comes around them again. They used to go to the nations for crusades. And people will gather. Now they've come home to retire. Nobody comes. And some die lonely. This is what he's talking about. At my first answer, no man stood with me. But all men forsook me. That was Paul speaking. Paul. Who? The one that when you touch with apron and handkerchief and you put on the sick, demons will run away. With all of those miracles, says no man stood. All men forsook me. Why? He was in a storm. He was in a trial. I say it, I say that when men of God become big, you don't know what they've gone through. It's only when men of God become successful that you see people surrounding themselves with them. And some young boys come and say, I want to be your pastor. I want to be this. Then when they finish, they go and say, even the man of God doesn't pay us well. Hey. After coming to submit and being a pastor and giving a branch, you say, he's not even paid. When he started, where were you? Is that not true? They say failure is an orphan. Once you fail, no. you, are, you are often. Once you succeed, you see the people surround themselves. <laughs> Is that not true? The same people who, after you've become successful, they surround themselves and the same people who go around saying that the way we've helped the man, even the, the canopy he did, we are the ones who helped him. The last time he was doing, he going to buy the car, when the one who went to the port, and if he didn't give us a dime, Hey. All kinds of things. Instead of asking for the 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 journey, you are asking about results. Hey. The canopies. Shout glory. glory. 
Have you just said what I just said? Yes, sir. Is that strange? So it says, but all men forsook me. That was Paul. All men forsook him. As I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. Is that not powerful? Those who forsook him. Once you understand this, he was going through a trial, a storm in prison for the gospel and was being tried in court. Nobody came around him. He was alone. Nobody came to even testify that this man of God... Have you seen that men of God who do miracles and all that when they are being tried? Nobody in the church comes and say, you know why I'm able to walk today? I had cancer. I'm able to walk because of that man you are talking about. Do you see Christians don't show up? That was what was happening. Shout glory. glory. So he says, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me. So nobody stood with Paul, but the Lord stood with Paul. And strengthened Paul. One thing that I hate about ministry, in ministry, what I hate about some people, how I hate, one attitude I hate, are people who when they see that you are going through something, they go to hide. You are the man of God. Then they go and hide to see the outcome. What you will do. Then after you come out, then they come to your home to visit you. When they see you going through trouble, maybe you cannot pay your child school fees. They are aware. They can pay. They won't mind you. Then they go and they see whether we, they tell them we still go to school or they will not. When they see that the child has gone, then they come and say, man, I'm going to, I came to visit you. And sometimes through the spirit, you see their heart and see their mind and still embrace them. Say, we are welcome to the home. Thank God for the trying of our faith and our ability through faith to stand. See, sometimes we don't know and appreciate the relevance of the men of God that are sent into our lives. There are people who are carrying babies today who would never have carried children in their life if they had not encountered the grace on the man of God. There are people who are healed of certain kinds of incurable diseases today who would have been dead and gone long time without necessarily, without fulfilling any purpose. Some at the age of 10 got some incurable sickness. Also, leg something. Then the man of God lays hands. Now you've grown enough to be a military officer. Is that not true? There are some who have been jobless throughout. Some would not even be able to marry because there is no money. Then you encounter grace. Then the man of God lays hands on you. Then something happens. A change in the atmosphere. Then you receive a powerful job. Now you can marry, have children, buy a car. That is how important men of God are. Gifts. So those who run to men of God, when they get something, they run home and go and hide. And want everybody to think it is not from the man of God. Wait and see. You don't change. Is that not strange? The relevance of ministers 
Not just preaching the word to you. Yesterday somebody showed me and said, Man of God, I was there when I received a phone call. And this phone call came from a particular young man. And I loved it because of what she said. And the young man said that they brought your picture to me. I'm a native doctor that says, you should kill me. I said, you kill you. And so I'm calling you. He said, I'm doing what? To tell you that they say I should kill you. That was an Azam man. Amen. But you know, she said that when the call came and she picked and she heard, she acted as if what the guy is saying is nonsense. And the guy cut the line. The guy called again, are you not afraid? Then he said, you are a scammer. But even if you are a native doctor, you can't kill me. You can't kill somebody who is full of life. I was so touched by what she said. Then she said, man of God, do you know why I could say that boldly? Because of what I have heard over and over. If I were you, when I meet a man of God who is the new, no matter his age, I will respect him. Because you do not know how many lives God has touched through him. You hear what I just said? And this is very important. Is it not important? Many lives. Yesterday I watched a video clip of a young guy who had cancer all over. Scrotum cancer. Ah! Full of sores. At the age of 40. About to die. He had gone everywhere. No solution. He couldn't wear his dress. The whole body is full. Peeling off. And was taken to a particular man of God. A prophet of God. The man of God just stretched forth his hands in the name of Jesus. That thing left him. Came back. Healed of his scrotum cancer. Healed. Sores all over the body. Healed. I looked at it like that. I started crying. I said, this man would have been obituary. Would have been what? That is the relevance of a man of God. No president can heal you of cancer. No. No. Do you know what I'm saying? Have you been sick before? Common migraine, you are shaking. Headache, malaria, shaking. Do you know what it means to carry HIV AIDS? And to be healed of it? And you a Christian joining the world to fight men of God? And you too, when you see your pastor, you can buy a shoe for him, you will never buy. Is this not true? Sometimes we don't say some of these things. But this is true. You don't know what will happen to you the next five years. Well, you need that same man of God. That same grace. Is that not powerful? Very important. Very what? If you don't have anything to give the man of God, don't speak against him. Go and sleep. When he's doing night vigil, you'll be sleeping with your wife. And he's on somewhere doing night vigil. Sometimes on a mountain. Sometimes in the room. You'll be chasing money. You'll be chasing. You'll be praying for you. You get money and then you remember. You now remember that you can kick against the man of God in your room. You are wondering why things are going up and down and left and right. Is that not powerful? It's powerful. 
the relevance of men of God. Some don't know. So you see them talking here and there. And you're also joining. Do you know what a man of God does? <laughs> Is that not strange and powerful? God is awesome. Look at this man of God. There's no, notwithstanding the Lord, no one stood with him. No one. Did he quit? No one stood. Nobody to even say, Paul has healed me before. He preached the gospel to me, I was an armed robber. Now I'm, I'm free. He prayed for me and I got a job. No one. People who ran around, they ran to men of God, received testimony, they ran away. Where are you running to? What you should be thinking about is your tomorrow, after that job. Do you know what I'm saying? Running away, where are you running to? Can you run from God? Do you run from giving testimonies to? And acknowledging God in the presence of His saints? That I came with one shoe, now I can buy five. Telling the saints to encourage them, you are running away from that. Because you are too big to let people know that pregnancy came from the church, from God. Too big to let men know that that contract and that job, you are bigger than God now. Is that not strange? Change. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me says, nobody stood with him. Then he says, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me that by me the preaching might be fully known. So the Lord says, when everybody left him, oh Jesus, that is the, should I say, the plight of a man of God. When everybody has left him in the court and then the Lord still stands with him, the Holy Spirit, and still strengthens him and still pushes him to go and keep preaching. Even though nobody, you are not doing these things because of a man. Preaching might be fully known. And that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. That's what he went through. And the Lord shall deliver me. Look at what Paul was saying in the trial. That's what I want you to see. He went to court. Are you here? Yes, and no one stood with him. The Lord stood with him. And strength. Maybe no one is standing with you right now. Oh. All your family men has left. They have left you. All your friends have left you. Ever since you lost the job. All the friends who used to come and borrow money have left. They say you used to have money because of Juju. Is that, doesn't it happen? Yeah, it happens. The same people you have fed before are the same people who go stand somewhere and say that it was Juju. So no one stood with Paul. But the Lord stood with him and strengthened him so that he might preach. Then he said, and the Lord shall deliver me. Oh. If you are going through every storm, this is what you say. I said, oh Paul. Say Paul, Paul. Paul, the apostle. He said, and the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom 
to whom be glory forever. The Lord shall deliver me. So maybe you are going through something, a storm. Your faith must not fail. And then you tell yourself, when you wake up in the morning, you look so jobless. <laughs> Everybody is going to work. Oh. preserve me in the name of Jesus you say it to yourself you look jobless now you used to be busy with your tie your suit case in your suit going to work at the bank going to work in this particular place you used to own businesses. Now, you wake up, you have nowhere to go. Everything is scattered. You look so jobless, so useless. You wake up in the morning and you don't have anywhere to go. The busy place has become useless. Don't give up. You are born again, you have faith. Stand by faith, we stand. You say the Lord will deliver me from this. If people are telling their stories, you look at your own and see that you don't have a story. Is that not true? Say behind every glory is a story. Every big glory, there is a story. Sometimes you can't believe that story. Is that not powerful? When you see all kinds of things in this life, you are still standing. When you have a reason to give up, a sensible reason, then you choose a scriptural reason not to give up. Is that not true? 
Oh. Some of us, we must just wake up and be thanking God. And be loving Him and be crying on Him. We'll tell our stories later. But the Lord shall deliver us and preserve me. Go to James and let me close with it. Is that not powerful? Don't give up, my brother. Don't give up, my sister. Don't give up, my son. No matter what, I don't give up. Men of faith, don't give up. When all your hope is gone, Even the people you trusted in have left you. Don't give up. As long as you can stand in faith, the results of your standing will show forth. Is that not true? Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your strength. Thank you for your mind. Thank you for your daily encouragement. Thank you for your church. Thank you for men of faith who are standing. Men who have seen it all and are still standing. Thank you for the strength that you are granting every individual that is hearing the sound of my voice. Regardless of what they are going through. Regardless of what they are seeing. Thank you for strengthening them right now. Thank you for strengthening them right now. They receive strength. In the name of Jesus. Receive strength. Receive strength. Receive strength. In the name of Jesus. It says, James. A servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes shout glory, glory. to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad greeting verse two oh we belong to the species that does not give up. <laughs> shout glory. <laughs> shout powerful, shout powerful. My brethren, count it all joy. When you fall into diverse temptations. My brethren, do what? Count it all. Is that not an attitude? Why does trial boost your faith? It is here. Yes, count it all joy. When you fall into diverse temptations. Verse 3. Knowing this. Says that the trying of your faith. They what? 
It says, worked patience or produces patience. So when your faith is being tried, it's being tried to produce patience in you. Do you know what I just said? So one major reason why that's why I said you do what you maintain your composure. Number two, you are patient. You are what? You maintain patience. Amen. Amen. Count it all joy. So are you going to try out? It says count it all joy. When you go through trials and temptations, that word temptation means and to be under pressure. Do you know what it means to be under pressure? You can't pay school fees, you can't pay rent, you can't buy shoes, you can't buy fuel, you can't buy under pressure. Under what? Pressure. So it says that count it all joy when you are under pressure. With this in mind, knowing this, or having this kind of knowledge, or having this kind of mentality and understanding, knowing this, that the pressure is, is the trying of your faith. Then it says, and that trying of your faith produces patience. That word patience means to endure for long. Have you ever seen a woman in labor before? In pain. And it's enduring to make sure it doesn't kill the child. Then they check, they say it's stage one, stage two, stage three, sometimes the next night, sometimes three days. That, 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 that person is enduring for long. Even when the child is coming, they say, take your time, take your time, take your time. They say, push, is that not what they say? Because they don't want you to crush the baby out of, out of all that pain. A baby. So when you see trials, it means in the midst of the trials, the outcome is that baby. There is the baby coming. But you should be able to learn to endure for long. So one major reason for the trying of our faith is for us to be able to endure. To learn endurance. It calls that patience. Enduring for long. Do you know what I just said? Then it says when you endure for long, that endurance is working out something. So when that endurance has its perfect work or perfect operation, so there's an operation of endurance, of patience. You endure. Sometimes those stages are stages that you are so yielded to the spirit because there's nobody to be yielded to. I remember many years ago like that. There's nobody to talk to. So you endure. You wake up in the spirit. You sleep in the spirit. You need words of encouragement from the Holy Spirit. Oh, this Holy Ghost. Nobody is standing by you. Nobody is standing with you. But you endure. You are going through trials, but you endure. Just let this patience have her perfect work. This when patience have its perfect work, it says that you may be perfect and entire, 
wanting nothing. The only Christian who can be perfect and entire, that means he is full and having no lack of anything, wanting nothing. Does he want to hear from the Spirit? He can hear. Does he want to pray? He can pray. His prayer life is not zero because of all that he's gone through. Does he want to fast? He can fast. He's experiencing the blessings of the Lord everywhere. It is wanting nothing. That Christian is the one who has gone through trials. The one who says he knows and has not gone through trial, does he know? What you do in the midst of trials makes us know what you know. Did you hear what I said? It gives us a clue of what you know. How you've learned. And all those stages are perishing stage. So we are preparing you. You are in a trial for 10 years. You are in a trial. 15 years in a trial. Sleeping on a bench somewhere for 10 years. Yet full of faith. There are people in the area say he's useless. Full of faith. In his uselessness, he's full of faith. Enduring for long. He says that person becomes perfect. So knowledge makes us perfect. Trials make you perfect. You are not yet tried. You've not gone through any trials. You can't remember trials you've gone through. You can hold microphone and preach. Madam, you are not perfect. Oh. You've not gone through anything. Perfect and entire. One thing nothing. When I see some people going through trials and it looks like all hell has broken loose. They are going through trials. You've not understood that. It's trials. When you sleep at places you never thought you sleep. Trials. Is that not true? Yes, when you go through trials, you become perfect. You become whole, full, entire. Because you are not full unless you've gone through trials. You are not whole. W-H, whole. Entire mm. wanting nothing. Shout glory. Glory. When your faith is tried and you stand, your faith is tried, tested, and you are standing, you are strengthening the efficacy of your faith. Mm. 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 Well, you've seen it all. Nothing is shakes you again. Mm. You meet certain situations. You've met bigger ones like that. Mm. So you now look at the situation eyeball to eyeball. <laughs> so I met you in 1993. Hey. I've met you in this sister's life. You can't stay. Hey. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah. So that's one way of boosting your faith. Mm. When trials come your way, swallow it. Yes, Take it. Mm. It is working for your good. For it is working patience in you. It is making you entire. Mm. 
It is causing you and preparing you to want nothing. Don't dodge trials. The trying of your faith. Shout glory. Who has heard something today? Lift up your hands wherever you are. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Zota kapasha. Vili tu suprakatakasa. Ko shanta kapalaba. Mizo forobo shataka. Oh, thank you, Jesus. For your daily strength. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for all those who are watching me. As they are being strengthened right now. They are being encouraged. I do not know why I preach trials today. Maybe it's because of you. In the name of Jesus. Receive strength. Receive strength. As you are speaking in tongues. Receive strength. Fusa atasata. Moshoto kopogokosa. Kusata kapasata. Ligo, siku, lift up your voice. Wherever you are watching me. Maybe you know somebody, a relative, a mother, a sibling. Going through a particular trial. Just pray for him right now. Jesus said, I've prayed for you. So that your fail, your, your faith faileth not. Pray for that person wherever you are. Pray for your, that person. Lift up your voice. Oh, Shabalaba Oh, lift up your voice. I want to hear you praying from your home. I want to hear you praying from your car. Shabata Satan. 